0: Writing about things that are deeply important and personal to us. Whether we're writing memoir or poetry or fiction, we're writing about the deepest, sometimes scariest, sometimes you know, most meaningful, sometimes most hidden things in our lives.
1: Welcome to the Friends and Fiction Writer's Block Podcast. Four New York Times bestselling authors, one rock star librarian, and endless stories. Join Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry, along with Ron Block. As novelists, we are four longtime friends with 70 books between us.
0: And I am Ron Block. Please join us for fascinating author interviews and insider talk about publishing and writing. If you love books and are curious about the writing world, you are in the
1: right place. Welcome everyone to this week's Friends and Fiction Podcast. This is a really special episode for our writing community in Friends and Fiction. We will be talking to David Katz of the Kauai Writers Conference. David is the director and the chief organizer of this conference, having been a key participant in 2015, but he has been in charge of it since 2018. Under his supervision, it has grown to be one of the most highly regarded literary events in the United States. Its faculty have included winners of the National Book Award, the Pulitzer Prize, and many New York Times bestselling authors. We'll be talking about the writing community, this writing conference, and the career-changing impact of both. I am Patty Callahan-Henry. Welcome, David.
0: Hi. I'm happy to be here.
1: Coming all the way to us from Hawaii, David, We usually start our podcast when we're talking to authors to give us the inspiration about their novels. So we're not going to stray far from that today when I ask you to tell us, what was the inspiration for this conference? Tell us how it all started before we take a deeper dive into what goes on there. Tell us how it started and why.
0: Well, see, it started in 2014. I, I joined up in 2015. But in 2014, there were a group of people here who just kind of had the idea, you know, Kauai is a nice place. Everybody likes to come here. And they were a group of writers. They had a, a writing group. And they said, you know, why don't we have a writer, a writer's conference on Kauai? So they did. And the first year was, you know, kind of a modest success. But uh, people said that they, they loved coming here. And why don't you invite this person? And why don't you invite that person? And then it just happened that I had just come back from the uh, San Miguel de Allende Writers Conference, which I had a wonderful time and met some wonderful people who became key people in my life, actually. And I met up with the guys who were organizing the, the infant Kauai Writers Conference and said, hey, I just had this experience in San Miguel and they have you know hundreds and hundreds of people there and it's it's a beautiful place, just like Kauai, and I think we could learn a lot from that. So they said, well, would you like to join our group? I said, sure. So, I mean, it was, it was just a fun group. We would get together every week and have uh, potluck and talk about, you know, who we were going to invite. And that year became quite successful. We, had, uh, we invited uh, Colson Whitehead. Before he was super famous, I think uh, Underground Railroad had just come out and invited you know a few other notable people and but then after that uh, the guys who had organized it had to leave Kauai for business reasons as many people do a lot of people come here you know thinking that they like to live in paradise but after a while they realize it's, it's very expensive to live here and uh, they miss their family and they have a work opportunity and various things anyway like so many others they love living here for years but then they had to move away And they said, you know, David, would you like to take this thing over? I said, well, gee, (laughs) I guess. Okay. So I did. And ever since then, it's just kind of taken on uh, a life of its own. And I think, you know, friends of yours, author friends of yours, had been here and said, oh, Patty, you know, join us. You'll love it. So you did. And, you know, frankly, if I was trying to do this in Chicago or someplace, it would be really hard. So the, the, this beautiful island, not just the beautiful island, but we're in one of the most beautiful resorts on this most beautiful island, that is our, our secret weapon. And I think that's what has uh, caused the thing to take off as quickly as it did.
1: I 100% agree. And I think uh, for you who listening, let me just tell you a little bit more about the conference in my experience because each year in November, this conference brings together dozens of top authors Literary agents, it's not just authors, it's literary agents, it's editors, leaders in the publishing world, and then several hundred writers who learn from them in master classes, lectures, and informal discussions on all aspects of the craft and business of writing. And of course, it's held in Kauai, one of the world's most beautiful islands. And another one of my friends and fiction cohorts will be teaching with me in Kauai this year, our Mary Kay Andrews. And I know that a writing conference set her off on her writing career years ago. When she first started writing, she went to a writing conference with Sue Grafton, who read her work and set her off on a course. And I think that sometimes people who are listening and people who look at a writer's career forget that there was a time that they had to learn that they had to go to their own writing conferences and not just teach at them. And both of us, Mary Kay, and I would say that writing conferences changed our writing career and our writing and made us become and allowed us to become part of a much bigger community. And I stumbled on this conference last year, not because I was coming to the conference, But because I was in Kauai visiting my family, my daughter lives in Hawaii. And one of the speakers, my dear friend, Paula McLean, got the flu. And my other dear friend, Christina Baker Klein, said, will you sit in for her since you're already here in Kauai? And the minute I walked into that conference, I knew that it was something special because it wasn't just the master classes and there are some incredible ones and I'll be teaching one this year with Adrienne Brodeur. It wasn't just the people, it was the sudden sense of community and that everybody was in this together and everybody was being generous with their advice, generous with their friendship, generous with their their tips and pointers. Nobody was Sitting back like I'm a master class teacher and and I don't need to talk to you. Everybody was in it together, and it was such an amazing feeling of community. So that's why it what it felt like to me. But David, why do you think writers conferences matter in a writing career?
0: I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head when you when you said a sense of community. You know, I think mm. write, writing. Well, writing is not unique in this way that if you want to be a writer if you want to be anything if you want to be a baseball player if you want to be a a, a lawyer whatever it's important to you, you're not just going to appear out of nowhere and think that you're going to make a hit in the in this in this world it's very important to be part of the community and there really is a community yes. of people in the literary world which include not only writers, but editors and publishers and literary agents and others. And, you know, at the, at the, at the highest levels, everybody knows everybody. And very often, the, you know, it's very, it's very hard to get to break into publishing. You can write a great book, right? But if you're sitting there uh, wherever you are and you don't know anybody in the writing world, so what do you do? You say, oh, I've, I've heard that I need an agent. So you write a letter to an agent. You don't even get a reply. You write another letter. You get a form letter saying, you know, sorry, but uh, don't quit your day job. Good luck. You know, It's it's very hard to break in to the literary world when you're coming from the outside. Then, But when you come to a writer's conference, in addition to all of the scheduled things that happen there in the, in a unscheduled organic friendly way, people meet each other. And particularly here on Kauai, you know, nobody's wearing a tie, right? (laughs) Everybody's wearing shorts and t-shirts and everybody just kind of lets their hair down and Hey, we're here in Kauai and let's just relax and have fun and let's make friends. So at the at the meals, the meals are all at big round tables, in, sort of uh, indoor outdoor. It's a it's a beautiful outdoor but covered setting for the meals, and everybody shares meals. The so uh, you know, as a new author coming to your first writers conference, you might discover that you're having lunch with a Pulitzer Prize winning author, or you know a uh, a key figure in one of the main publishing houses or one of the most influential literary agents because everybody's there to meet and share stories. And often, I'd say really usually, those kind of unscheduled, unplanned meetings that happen turn out to be the most memorable and most life-changing experiences that people have.
1: You know, when people, which they often do, ask me what I love best about being an author. People who aren't in the writing world And they think I'll say, you know, having my name on a book, um, you know, the night you hit the New York Times list, things like that. And those are incredible. I mean, those are incredible. But my answer is always my favorite thing is the writing community, editors, agents, marketing, PR, authors. It wasn't a world I knew anything about when I first started writing. And when friends in fiction, when we go on the road together. And we do these big events, all of us, all four of us with Meg and Ron, what people make most note of is the close relationships. Right. And then what's incredible is because of that, the readers themselves make incredibly close relationships. So the the readers and the writers are in this symbiotic, you know, friendship and community that is like nothing else. Right. But- one of the things that I noticed when I was there last year, and I can't wait to get there this year, is the stories that I heard come out of it of people getting published. I know that Tracy Lang, who is one of my now favorite authors, her second book is about to come out. She was part of the, the Kauai Writers Conference. So can you tell me some of your favorite stories or books that have grown out of the conference that that you've been there
0: to witness. Okay, okay. I'll tell I'll tell you one story. This is just kind of uh, off, I don't know. It, ju- it just what popped into my head, but I think it does sort of illustrate the spirit of the event. Um, a couple of years ago, we had uh, Sarah Gruen, who wrote uh, Water for Elephants, and we had um, what's what's his name, who wrote The Art of Ra- Art of Racing in the Rain. Garth Stein. Yes, sorry. I, I blanked on his name. Garth Stein. I know, it just I flew in into my head. head. Okay. So both of them, you know, write about animals. They write about dogs. The Art of Racing in the Rain is about a dog. Sarah's books are, you know, very animal-centric. And she travels everywhere with her companion dog. And Oh. And when she wanted to come to court Kau- I mean, she was all scheduled to come here. People were signed up to come to her class. And she didn't realize that we have... Uh, quarantine requirements for bringing a dog into Kauai, so they weren't going to let her bring her dog. So she said, well, I guess I can't come. I said, what do you mean you can't come? You know, everybody's looking forward to seeing you. She said, no, I have to have my dog with me. I said, gosh, what can we do? I said, how about it? We'll get you a dog. How are you going to do that? I said, well, I'm friends with the head of the Humane Society. I'm going to call her up and say, could you bring your most special, most loving dog? So she said, sure. We have this wonderful dog. So they brought the dog, and Sarah fell in love with the dog. She pretty much adopted it. It lived in her room for the whole conference. They brought it up on stage, and it was a character in her talks together together with, with Garth, about. and their talks were, you know, writing about animals. And here is this, you know, amazingly goofy, funny dog. And the Humane Society was thrilled because uh, – uh, the the dog found a home. A friend a friend of Sarah's adopted the dog and took it home with her. Uh, the, these dogs are you know there for adoption. So I mean I I think that's just kind of the 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 spirit of the place. What it, what whatever makes it work for somebody, we we want to do.
1: No, and it's a com- it's a community of you know when I when I went to my first writing conference, it wasn't quiet obviously because it was you know maybe thirty years ago. I remember looking around and thinking, even if I never publish a book, I want to be part of this community. And when I was teaching last year at Kauai, I met a number of people who be- had formed their own writing groups and online groups separate from the Kauai Writers Conference because they had bonded yes. while they were there. So you, these these communities, you know, they they form themselves out of what already exists. And I know it isn't just the conference because of what you do. You also have Sunday night online classes every single Sunday night. So this isn't just a conference, but a community. I know Paula McLean and I taught, you know, every teacher you have has come on and, and done Sunday night talks. So talk about why you feel it's important that writers and people who are taking classes need more than just the conference? Why have you extended it into Sunday night classes? Yes.
0: Well, um, Tracy Lang, who you mentioned, is a good example. She is doing the online session uh, this coming Sunday.
1: Oh, I'm going to listen for sure. Please
0: do. Please do. Yes. Uh, She's a lovely person and a really fine writer. And she, um, you know, before she was published, she came to the to the Kauai conference, and she signed up for a few agent one-on-one sessions. She met one. I think I think Stephanie Cabot wound up becoming her agent, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And it, it so it was it was absolutely key for her, both what she learned. You know, really, there are two things that everybody wants to learn coming to the writers' conference. One is how to write better. Two is how to get published. Those are, the, those are the two main goals that I think almost everybody has. And Tracy, I think, accomplished both of those really well. Her book, with the, with the help of the contacts that she made on Kauai, it, it was a beautiful book. And uh, We Are the Brennans. And it rose up to, I think, number 11 or 10 on the New York Times bestseller list. So that's phenomenal for a, for a debut novel. And now she's just coming out with her second book uh, in just a few days, so that's why we wanted to have her uh, on the uh, the online session this week. So she exemplifies, uh, you know, the sense of community. How she was helped by the the meetings, both planned and unplanned, that she had while she was here, and she went on from there to uh, uh, you know have a, a a real career as a writer. Now, not everybody does. Uh, you know, even with coming to a to a writers conference, don't think that you're going to come here and you're going to be in the top ten of the New York Times bestseller list with your with your memoir. Uh, it's she she. Uh, I mean, there 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 are many who uh, you know came and published books, but many people also are are writing because they're compelled to. They're not necessarily thinking that this is going to become their main career. It may be a sideline for them. It may be just something that they love to do, like an artist or a musician who's not necessarily thinking that they're going to make it their career, but they just have a calling. They have a talent they know, and everybody tells them, you're such a good writer and such interesting things happen to you. To You you really should write a book, you know, so they, they they start to write. So I think everybody that comes spending a week here, they go home being a, a better writer, really understanding key concepts. I mean, we all, there, there are certain concepts about writing that many people who aren't studied writers kind of take for granted, but they don't know them. Like voice, the importance of having an authentic voice. And if they're characters, that each character should have his or her own. Authentic and distinct voice, and that should be consistent throughout. Like point of view, right? Is this is this book told in author omniscient, or is it told in limited third person? That is like looking over the shoulder of one character, whatever, whatever or is it in first person? People sometimes, you know, naive writers don't think about that, but it's the key. And if you if you have a distinct voice, And a distinct point of view. And, but it's just sort of intuitive, but you're not really aware that this is important. And then you deviate from it, it really jars the reader, right? If, if you, if all of a sudden your character is not talking like the character, but they're talking like you, the author, everybody immediately notices that and say, wait a minute, this character has just lost me. So, and there, you know, there are many concepts like that that you can you can make the transition from having them sort of you know sort of vaguely in the back of your mind to being key points that you consciously and intentionally use. That can that can make a big difference uh, from being a a, a a naive writer to being a successful one.
1: You know, I think I I like the word emerging writer, because I feel like, and I know when I first began, you know, 28, 30 years ago, I was scared to say, I'm a writer, even though I was writing. But when you show up at this conference, and if you can't make it all the way there, if you show up for the Sunday online classes, what I think is important for writers, emerging writers to understand is if they're writing, they're writers. And there's so much to learn. I mean I know I will go when I'm not teaching I will go to classes. I will go to some of the ones that I feel which remind which brings me to this. Talk about who will be there this year because it looks star studded. Yes. And some of the classes that will be yeah some of the classes that, because there's master classes, there's panels kind of give us an overview of what the conference looks like and who will be there.
0: Okay, great. Well, here's the guiding principle in everything that we do. We want writers who are the best writers, who are also the best teachers. And that's hard to accomplish because those two things don't necessarily go together. Uh, You know, there there are plenty of people who are brilliant writers, but uh, if you put them up in front of a big group of people, they don't know what to say. (laughs) Sometimes writers are quite introverted and they they may be drawn to writing because they can it's a solitary profession really so fine that that is a, every single person that we invite has to meet both of those attributes in spades they have to be brilliant gifted recognized writers and they also have to have a, a real knack for teaching and really care about teaching and wanting to share with uh, other people who would like to join their, their recs. So who do we have this year that meets, meets uh, those criteria? Uh, let's see. We, we have a couple of poets this year. We have Billy Collins, who I is you know, so many people's favorite poet ever.
1: He was the poet laureate of the United States. He's amazing.
0: He was, he was the poet who was invited after 9-11 to write a poem and deliver it to both houses of Congress. So, I mean, he is, you know, top, top of the world of poets. But if you meet him, you wouldn't necessarily think so because he's just so humble, friendly, funny, down to earth. And he's, he's I asked him, what do you want your master class to be about? And he said... Uh, okay, let's call it guiding a poem to an ending, which is so perfect for him because his, his, poem, yeah, awesome. his poems always—you know—they—they they, they tend to start with the commonplace and then they wind up some somewhere profound and unexpected. He said his poem end with a punch. His, yeah. his poems begin in Kansas and end in Oz, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. And it's th- it's thanks to you, Patty, that uh, that he's coming. I'm thrilled he's coming. He's a, he's such a genius teacher. He is a, he's a genius teacher. Uh, he'll be doing that master class, which is limited, um, but he's also doing a, uh, a special reading at our, we have a, a luncheon on Saturday in a, a big festive tent right on the beach. Um, and he'll be reading and talking about his poems. Um, and then he'll be giving a talk during the conference, which I think is very interesting topic-wise, um, why poetry is important for writers of fiction. You know, there's, there's no genre of writing um, in which more time and attention is spent per word uh, than poetry. So poets have a, uh, a unique gift of finding the word for the situation. So writers of fiction and even of nonfiction can benefit from reading poetry and learning from poets. And then we have another poet who's coming this year, whose name is K. Aloha, who was the poet laureate of the state of Hawaii. Uh, he runs a poetry slam in Honolulu, which is the biggest poetry slam in the United States, lar- wow. largely due to his credible charisma. He's an amazing character, he, um, he, last year he uh, delivered the commencement address at MIT. He,
1: oh, wow. in addition
0: to being a poet, he was, uh, has a degree in physics from MIT, uh, which you would never in oh a million gosh. years guess uh, when you meet the guy. And he's created a film called The Story of Everything, which is kind of the poetic story of the history of the universe from the Big Bang up to the present moment. Uh, seen through the eyes of a poet who also happens to be a brilliant physicist Uh, and it's a beautiful beautiful film so he's coming and he's going to be teaching a couple of classes about poetry about the 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 knack and the importance of poetry let's see we have filmmaking we I, I I wanted to introduce a whole tract on screenwriting so we have a couple of actually three amazing people in the world of screenwriting coming this year. Uh, we have uh, David Kirkpatrick, who is the former president of Paramount Pictures and the former uh, studio head of Disney and Touchstone. Uh, he, he was the force behind many of the most iconic uh, film franchises, Star Wars, um, Indiana Jones... Forrest Gump, I mean many, many uh, Terms of Endearment, many iconic and uh, Oscar-winning films. He'll be teaching a master class on writing stories for the screen.
1: That's amazing. There,
0: there, there are many different routes to being a studio executive and being a studio president. Many of them are business people, but he's a writer. He began as a writer. He first submitted a story to Paramount when he was a teenager. And he kept at it and kept at it and eventually was hired as a story editor and uh, worked his way up, always relating first and foremost to the writers, uh, worked his way up to becoming head of uh, Paramount Pictures, which has been you know so important to their success at bringing uh, heartfelt stories to the screen. This year, we have uh, Jim Burke coming. Jim uh, just, um, I think, has just retired from his position as studio head of Focus Features. He won the Academy Award uh, for Green Book, a wonderful, wonderful film. He also was nominated for Best Picture for The Descendants, which was filmed here on Kauai. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we 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 aim high. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, but filmmakers, you have agents. If we go through the whole list, we'll be here all day. But, I mean, it, right? There's there's agents, there's publishers, there's editors, there's fiction, sure. memoir, nonfiction. It's in, it's incredible. Yes.
0: We have also a um, a virtual session that's coming up. Um, a couple of years ago, Scott Toro was here, and he's a won- wonderful, um, really uh, absolutely fits the mold of the brilliant writer who's also a great teacher. And Ah, I'm glad to hear that. I was brainstorming with with Scott about, could we create a session with, um, about thrillers? And out of this came, guess who was coming? Uh, Lee Child and John Grisham.
1: I saw that. That's amazing.
0: The three of them are going to talk about what makes their thrillers so gripping and how they've managed to, I mean, the, between the three of them, uh, they've sold about a half a billion books, right? <laughs> what is it about their writing um, that grabs people? And, you know, none of them began as writers. Lee Child had a kind of a minor role as a, uh, a film, uh, no, as a, as a TV executive, and he was fired. And he was so furious that he got fired, he channeled that write- that into his writing, and it became, he hit. he just... Hit on this character that channeled his uh, his anger, Jack Reacher, and he went on from there to having you know incredible best-selling books. John Grisham, he was a lawyer, and he was in uh, in the courtroom where a young girl was the the victim in a case. She had been raped, and she brought everybody to tears. And John thought, you know, I wish I had a gun right now. Mm. He went on to write um, his first book. Uh, he submitted it to about 25 publishers, all of whom rejected it. Eventually, he got a uh, kind of a minor publisher to do a, a small run. And he went on from there, you know, and he wasn't intending to be a writer. Um, he went on from there to having the number one best selling book of the year for like a dozen years in a row.
1: I mean, and I think it's important for people to, and we talk about this on the show a lot and on the podcast, when we interview authors, it's important for people who are wanting to write to realize that people, like, it's not a sudden success that people like John Grisham and Lee Child started here, right? Started where they are right now, sitting in the seat, like no different, right? no different. And so you grow from there and hearing from them will be incredible.
0: Nobody's born being a writer and very, very few writers become writers because they come from a family of writers. You know, generally it's just Mm -mm. some kid uh, who discovers they're a good writer and they happen to have something they're really interested in telling about and they just pursue it and they wind up being writers. You know, I mean, we're all writing about things that are deeply important and personal to us, whether we're writing memoir or poetry or fiction. We're writing about the deepest, sometimes scariest, sometimes you know most meaningful, sometimes most hidden things in our lives, uh, and here you get together in a conference with people who are openly sharing that. So, it's, so it's, it's a very intimate experience. And then you know, coming to this conference, you're there with people who have walked this path from you know being afraid to tell their story. To eventually discovering that you know many people loved hearing their stories and how good that felt yeah. to them. So you know you wind up developing friendships, relationships with these people. And I'll tell you when you uh, when you uh, in in emails uh, among writers, people in the writers world, it's not like emails between I don't know you know business people uh, that uh, that end with very truly your best wishes. Very often uh, the the closing is love, right? With love, yeah. Because you've already told each other your 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 deepest secrets.
1: I mean, we all get together. You're asking the biggest questions. You know how to ask. Yeah, we're all exploring this crazy world of being human. And writing takes up an incredible amount of time. And if you're putting that in, God, how good is it to be around people who do the same thing? So I can tell you that the Friends and Fiction community has the most incredible reading groups for anyone who cares about story. And Kauai is like that for writers in the same way. So where can anyone who's listening find out more information? Where would they go to see the huge schedule, find out more about this, not just the conference, but the Kauai Writers Conference community? Where would they go to find all of that, David?
0: Well, it's very simple. They should go to kauairwritersconference.com. We have a beautiful website that gives a lot of information. Every, every single author who's coming is featured on the website. You'll see their pictures. You can often see videotapes of them talking. Uh, you can read their bios. You can go to uh, their own websites. So you can become knowledgeable about who's going to be there and decide uh, which of these people do I really want to spend time with. And, you know, people ask me, well, which master class should I go to? And uh, the tip that I usually give them is you should decide not based on the title of the class, but based on the personality of the teacher. You, you should look at all mm. and think, who do I want to spend four days with? Because th- these are all, you know, sensitive, giving, loving, caring people. They're going to adjust what they say. What they teach about to who happens to show up in the class and what they feel that these students need to hear, and it might deviate from the published title but if you if you decide that this is a person that I really like and I really connect with and I would love to spend you know hours and hours with them, then that's that's how you should base your decision.
1: I love that
0: <laughs> but so you know go to kawaritersconference dot com uh, if you can't come to the conference or if you can come to the conference also sign up for our weekly series of online sessions. Uh, they've been going for two years now. They began because of COVID. We had to cancel the conference in, in 2020. So we thought, what are we going to do? Okay, well, I guess we have to do it online. So it started that way. But it became uh, so popular that that it just kept going in addition to, rather than instead of, the conference. So... There is a library now of over 100 of these video sessions. And if you sign up for, uh, as a subscriber to see the weekly session live, you also have access to all of those more than 100 past recorded sessions.
1: And they're incredible. Everything from character motivation to POV to thriller to, I I mean, every time I get the email that tells me what the Sunday one is, I'm like, wow. Wow. So, David, we could keep talking forever, but thank you so much for joining us and sharing your community with us. And thank you to our listeners out there. We are so grateful you have chosen to join us on this episode. If you'd like to know more about this writing community of Kauai Writers Conference, just go, like he said, to kauaiwritersconference.com. And thank you again, and I hope you'll tune in for our next episode. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you so much, Patty. It's a pleasure talking with you.